welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. Awesome. So I am going to hand over now to Pastor Karen, and you're going to be blessed. Let's welcome her as she brings the Word. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, um, just as we begin here this morning, um, the department heads, we have a number of departments in the church, and some of you may not be aware, but the department heads would have a meeting every maybe four or five weeks. And on Monday night, we were having our meeting, and um, let me get these notes. I had gone through a list of what we had done as a church from one department meeting to the next. And so it was quite exciting because there's quite a big list that we had to go through. And so I'm just going to go through these with you. And we've maybe a picture or video to show as well. So um, the last time, one of the times I was talking to you and I was vision casting, I was saying, you know, have a heart for the house. I was talking to the department heads over the last number of months, just saying, look out for people. I've got a heart in this house, a heart for Bangor Community Church, a heart to serve in the departments. And we're all together called to build this house. Isn't that right? We've all got a part to play. So since the last time the departments had met, it was a five-week period. So this is now six weeks. We've had Clem Ferris meetings. And he, as you remember, he poured into the youth. Not only was the word great for the house and and um, prophetic, but he took time. I think there was about 17 youth were up the front one of those nights. Um, we've had a successful glow party. We've had, um, I've had two meetings now with the four, new, newly formed 412 group, and they've all chosen areas to serve now in church. You see Johnny at the back there. He's uh, being trained up in PA. You saw Robin run up earlier with the mic. They've all got their areas to serve, some in kids and and hospitality and things like that. And Tanya's approaching the other youth to see where they can serve or where they'd like to serve. We've purchased a Mac now, computer, and ProPresenter. So you'll see this is one image. I mean, ProPresenter can have lots of images, just moving images that will, that will just add a lot of display to our words and things. It's going to help when the lights go down. Um, do you want to put the lights down? I'm probably okay with them, with them down, and I can see a little bit more. Um, and we may look to get a new screen or something up here to bring that out. So praise the Lord. That was a spend of about £1,600 or so, uh, so forth, and that's all been paid for. We've welcomed new members in, seven new members. We've welcomed them, them into the church. We've raised awareness of the persecuted church. And actually, next week, the Lord's put in our heart that we want to take a second offering. So next week, next Sunday, we're going to have our baskets up here as usual, bring our tithes and offerings, but we're going to get envelopes, special envelopes made, and I'm asking that the Lord would put in your heart this week what you could give toward the persecuted church, toward maybe kids, I don't know, we're going to give to open doors, but uh, how they'll appropriate those finances, it could be children who've lost parents, it could be people that uh, have been displaced, they've got no homes uh, at the moment. But anyway, I believe that we're going to raise a great offering and be able to send that. As soon as we get it, we're going to send it the next day or two so that's in time for Christmas. So that's next week. And we'll put a prompt out on the BCC announcements as well. So second offering to Persecuted Church. 
to support Open Doors. Um, we've also had our first uh, music workshop. I think there's a picture or so for that. Um, some of the kids involved there. So um, every, on guitars, keyboards, and so forth. And the second one, as Tanya announced, is coming up in a few weeks. We're purchasing a baptismal tank. So we're in the midst of that. So where's Selena? Selena's going to be happy. And anybody else who needs baptized, we'll have our tank. So that means in the winter time, we're not going to make you go down to uh, Crawford's Fern. But come summer, I think we'll still do that. It's good. Um, okay, shoe boxes. So we've got a little video to show that uh, Michaela was very busy and you all supported that. So a total of 82. Let's clap. Amen. Well done, everybody. 82. Absolutely wonderful. Praise God. And no doubt we're going to beat it next year. <laughs> Hallelujah. And um, so then uh, two weeks has, has begun now of uh, Junior SU, Dundonald Primary School. Nicola's teacher there has facilitated that. And Tash is going along with Crystal as intern. So that's going every week on a, on a Thursday afternoon. We have a successful mom and tots group, and we have a short video clip to show you of that every week, what's going on there. So very busy. Moms and dads, see Colin there. mom too <laughs> so isn't that wonderful that's just that was like a, you know well the mother moms and tots is on but that other than that was a five or six week period so we've been very busy very busy church so well done everybody and i've got news for you we're going to get busier because <laughs> god god's given more strategy and things and you know what there's a world to win isn't there there's doors around this area there's doors to go knocking and and there's um, people to reach for the gospel, and that's why we're here, reaching. And so next Sunday night, I'm also having a meeting with some of you who've already agreed to lead a life group. So come January, we're going to be putting um, notice on the wall, and there's going to be life groups that you're going to be able to sign up to. So that's exciting. Hallelujah. So um, a number of weeks ago, if you haven't heard it, you can go back on the podcast and you can listen to when I vision cast for the house, and it's called Working Together for the Vision. Working Together for the Vision. So if you haven't heard it, hear it. If you want, hear that again. But the main thing, and the number one what we started to look for, was look for opportunities to empower and train the next generation of kids and youth. There's a large mandate on this house to reach kids, to reach youth, to raise up the next generation. So um, lots that God's putting on our heart. You know what? There's room for everybody. There's not only room, but we need everybody. We need everybody. Just help. Just like those shoe boxes and everything else that's been done. So praise God. I've got a message today, and it's called Ready and Waiting. Ready and Waiting. So you may say, well, what's ready and waiting, Pastor Karen? What is ready and waiting? I don't know what's ready and waiting for you but I know what's ready and waiting to some extent for me. 
Because you know why? I know what I'm expecting. I know what's in my heart. You know, journeying with the Lord is always exciting. He's an exciting God, and he's got twists and turns. He surprises along the way. But I know what I am expecting. You know, there was a time in my life when I was expecting a man. Yeah, I was about, uh, well, after a few years, I was expecting him to come along. But this particular time, I was 26. A mom had told me that there was this young guy from America. He was coming up from Athlone, and he was going to be ministering in, um, I think it was Queens at the time. So a uni friend of mine, um, we went off. We were supposed to go to the cinema that night. And I says, Elaine, let's just go by Queens and let's just check this guy out. You know, I'd heard Wendy's maybe coming to church and me being a pastor's daughter, you know, why people match make and things like that. You'll find that girls will match make you and stuff, you know. So I wanted to get a head start on this. So I went up to the door, went where, where this meeting was to be and... Um, the door seemed locked. We're listening at the door and didn't seem to be anything going on in there. So off we went and uh, there was just this niggle and I hadn't told mum I was going. So it was back in the days you didn't have the mobile phones, had to go to a pay phone. Mum, where did you say that meeting was? <laughs> had to let on, actually, I'm going to check them out. And mum told me again, we're back up to that very door of Queen's again. And this time I did hear there was a meeting going on and we got through the doors and of course, that's where I met Brian. But on the way to that second time going back there, I had to convince my friend Elaine, because she wanted to go to the flicks. That's where we were going, to the cinema. And I says, Elaine, come on, let's just try one more time. You never know. I could be meeting my husband. I was expecting a husband. And it's important to be expecting. So I'm saying, what are you expecting today? What's in your heart? You know? And only you can answer that. God's got great things uh, ahead for you. He's got things set up for you. It could be a new job. It could be a promotion in your job. Maybe he'll, start, he'll ask you to start uh, a company or uh, be an entrepreneur of something. Maybe it is meeting a husband, meeting a wife. And, you know, but he has things already in your future. You know, before Adam and Eve were put in the garden, everything that they needed was already there. Every tree, everything that they would need to live was already in the garden before he set man there. And uh, he's prepared great things for you. And things in the future, people can be holding things in the future for you. They can be holding things. And we're going to look at an account in the Bible, just that in just a minute. But Psalm 145, I'm reading in the New King James Version here. Verse 15 and 16. It says, the eyes of all look expectantly to you. The eyes of all look expectantly to you. And you give them food in due season. You open your hand and you satisfy the desire of every living thing. So it's so important to live expectantly. It's so important because faith is not. Faith is expecting something now. Amen? And uh, it says here, I'll give them food in due season. There's timing. Timing is important. There's a due season for everything. And there's a due season for every single one of us. Amen? 
And there's a time to plant. We know in Ecclesiastes, a time to pluck up, a time to pluck up what's planted, a time to reap, a time to heal, a time to build up. There's a due season coming to you. Say to your neighbor, there's a due season coming to me. Turn to your other neighbor and say, I'm expecting something. So God says his heart's desires. He leads us by his spirit. He's put desires in your heart and he wants to fulfill them. But we've got to be expectant. So let's turn to Mark in chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. I will read a, start, a few verses starting in verse 12 here. It says, Now on the first day of the unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover lamb, the disciples said to Jesus, Where do you want us to go and prepare that you may eat the Passover? And he sent out two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city, and a man will meet you there carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him. Wherever he goes, say to the master of the house, the teacher says, Where is the guest room in which I may prepare the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepared. There make ready for us. So the disciples went, came into the city, found it just as he had said to them, and they prepared the Passover. So there's a number of things you can see here. That room for the Passover was already prepared. It was already in the future. God knew it was there. He had it prepared. He says, go into the city. Now they were to go. God says very specifically, go to the city. If they had gone to the village, if they had gone somewhere else, they would not have connected, and they would not have got this place. They would not have connected with this man who was carrying a pitcher of water. He didn't say go, and there will be a man towing, you know, pulling along a donkey. He was specific. Look for a man carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him. And wherever he goes, say the master of the house, um, that we were looking for this place. So the master of the house also was prepared and ready. The master of the house was expecting them to show up. Isn't that right? So we can learn a lot of things here. Go in faith, believing. Whatever the Lord says to do, you do. We're hearing him, hearing his voice. How do you hear his voice? How do you know his voice? It comes from spending time with him. That's how you hear. You know those that are close to you. You know their voice. You don't have to try and convince me of my child's voice. I know that voice because I've spent time. So the more time we spend with the Lord, we'll know his voice. And when he speaks, we don't have to question, is that you, Lord? Is that you? We're led forth by him. Amen. And um, the timing of it all is so important. If they had delayed, if they'd said, oh, we'll do that this evening, they could have been in the city, they could have been in the right place, but they would have missed the man with a pitcher of water. So timing is very important as well. So the place was provided for them. So there was a right place, there was a right time, they met the right man, and the owner was expecting them. Amen? Hallelujah. So I ask you again, what are you expecting? What is in your heart? Are you just going from one to the other, blasé about things? Are you expecting things in your life? Has God spoken to you? Maybe he said things to you before and you've let them go. Let him resurrect those things and be expectant because God has good things in store for us. I remember another time, you know, Brian and I and the 
and the leadership team of Kingdom Harvest, we were all ended up at a conference. In fact, God spoke to us all separately to go to this conference, and then because we were all going, we, we went together. And it was a believers' convention um, about six years ago, and it was over in London. But one evening, they were taking up an offering, and Brian and I conferred with one another, and we decided we're going to sow in this offering because Kingdom Harvest needs a building. And the other two that was with us, they sowed separately without conferring with each other into a building for Kingdom Harvest. And it was only later on when we were all talking that we realized each of us had sown into that offering. Well, do you know, six years later to the very month, we got a building for Kingdom Harvest. God had that building waiting. He had the brethren. It was a brethren hall. And he kept the brethren um, in that hall waiting because they tried to sell it or move it on a number of years back. But God had that building ready, waiting for the right time for Kingdom Harvest to be able to purchase that. Amen? And you know what? When it came, it had chairs, it had carpet, it had cups. Oh, it had so many kettles we'd give away. It had lots of things, you know, so prepared. And that is what God is like. So he's got good things in store for us. But if you get into doubt, if you get into fear, if you let things just go and you're not expecting, if you get into forgiveness, unforgiveness, if you get into bitterness, all of these things stop the flow of the Spirit. They stop us hearing, stop us being led. And we don't want to be like the children of Israel that went around in the desert for 40 years, 40 years when they could have been in the promised land within days. So listen to the Lord. Listen to him. Listen to his promptings and obey for these good things. You know, just perhaps just up ahead is your breakthrough. Just, it could be just a short ways up ahead. Remember as Clem shared about breakthrough. Go back and hear that again about breakthrough. You know, what breakthrough accomplishes in our life. Um, again, that's on the podcast, so you can go to the church website. It's on there. But keep trusting God. See yourself receiving good things. Expect the favor of God. Expect promotion. Expect increase, like I read over you at, at the offering time. Expect your business to do the best it's ever done. Expect it. Expect good things in your family. Expect that wayward child to come home. Expect your family to get saved. And just believe now, now, Christmas, now, 2021, not 22. I'm expecting it now. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's turn to Mark and um, go back a few chapters. Mark 11, we look at another passage there. And uh, starting in verse 2. Well, just before it, it says, Jesus sent two of his disciples, chapter 11, and he said to them, go to the village opposite, and as soon as you've entered it, you'll find a colt tied on which no one has sat. Loose it and bring it. And if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord has need of it, and immediately he'll send it here. So they went their way, and they found the colt tied by the door outside in the street, and they loosed it. But some of those who stood there said to them, What are you doing listening to Colt? And they spoke to them just as Jesus had commanded, and so they let him go. And they brought the colt to Jesus, threw their clothes on it, and he sat on it. So again, here we see it got, you know, God was so specific. 
Go into the village opposite you. And as soon as you arrive, you're going to see a colt tied, a colt that no one has sat on. And uh, bring it, just loose it. And he warned them. He said, also, you're going to get opposition. Even as you do this, you're going to be challenged in that. You know, sometimes you're going to get opposition. You're going to be challenged. But you take the steps. You take whatever God has asked you to do. And he's going to make a way. He's going to break through a way before you. Amen? So that's what happened. They got the cult. And they came. And uh, it was one that none had sat, had sat on this cult before. And they threw their clothes in and sat on it. Many spread their clothes in the road. And others cut down leafy branches from the trees and spread them in the road. And then those who went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Amen. Hosanna in the highest. So they were told Jesus knew that cult was weak. He knew he needed this cult. He knew it was there. No one had sat on it. But again, the disciples, they had to obey. They couldn't get into their own reason. They couldn't get in to go to another village or anything. They had to go exactly where. And when that opposition came, they just said, you know what? We're going to have this back. The master said it's going to be back to you as quick. As quick as soon as he's used it, you're going to have it back again. And um, God, whatever you're expecting... It doesn't matter what age you are. You could be young and you could be expecting great things. You could be young and you could could already have in your heart that you're going to start this business. God's going to bring a lot of finance through your hand. And you know, if you let anybody around about you talk and just say, but you're only 15. How could you do that? How could you do that? No, if you think big, you believe big. If God's put that in your heart, you believe for it because God's put it there no matter what age you are. You know, David was anointed to be the next king at 17 years of age. And though he didn't see that for a while, even though his father and his brothers didn't believe him, God saw what was in his heart. And because of what was in his heart, he was anointed. You're going to be that next king. Others can't see what's in your heart, but God puts desires there. So it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter. Like there's Joseph. He was dreaming. He was saying all of these things. And... um, but God put them in his heart, and one day he realized them as he kept his heart right. What is God holding for you in your future? What is God holding for you tomorrow? I tell you, it's good as you walk hand in hand with him. You know what I found myself doing over the last number of weeks? If I wait through the night or through the day, do this. And I say, it's the Holy Spirit. You're with me. You're with my Holy Spirit. He's with us. Never leaves us. Never forsakes us. He's only got good things. And he's more interested in us than he's interested in anything we do. He cares about us. You know, at 80 years of age, Joshua and Caleb, as you know, they went into the promised land. 80 years old, Mom and I were at a women's conference yesterday. And mom's going to be speaking at the next women's conference in Belfast. I'm not organizing it. Pastor um, Rose Sandbrook is. And she's, she's inviting four ladies who have pioneered in this land. She asked mom and she asked uh, Pastor Clara yesterday, would they 
speak, so she's got two of her speakers so far. And that's branches going over the wall from this house as well, again. There's a time in and everything, but 80 years old. Mom's not, she didn't say, you know, forget it. <laughs> Leave it to the younger ones running around. No, Mom says, oh yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> well, I think so. I wasn't beside her at the time. But listen to this report that Joshua uh, and Joshua, that Caleb's account, Joshua 14, verse 7 to 12. I'm reading the New Living Translation. It says, I was 40 years old when Moses, a servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land of Canaan. I returned and I gave an honest report, but my brothers who went with me frightened the people from entering the promised land. For my part, I wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. So that day, Moses solemnly promised me the land of Canaan on which you're just walking will be your grant of land and that for your descendants forever because you wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. Now, as you can see, the Lord has kept me alive and well as he promised for these, all these 45 years since Moses made this promise. Even while Israel wandered in the wilderness, today I'm 85 years old. I'm as strong now as when Moses sent me on that journey and I can still travel and fight as well as I could then. So give me this hill country. Give me this mountain that the Lord promised me. And so, you know, he was given Hebron and Hebron was not just any place. The place that he was given was the oldest Jewish community in the world. And the book of Genesis relates that Abraham purchased the field where the tomb of the patriarchs is located as a burial place for his wife, Sarah. And according to Jewish tradition, the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the matriarchs, Sarah, Rebecca, and Leah, are all buried in that tomb in Hebron. Hebron was one of the first places where the patriarch Abraham resided after his uh, arrival in Canaan. Hebron is mentioned 87 times in the Bible and is the world's oldest Jewish community. And following the death of King Saul, God instructed David to go to Hebron. And it was there that David was anointed king of Judah. You see that in 1 Samuel. And then a little more than seven and a half years later, David was anointed king over Israel in Hebron. Amen. God has great things in store. So turn to your neighbor and say, what are you expecting? Don't let fear hold you back. Take the promises of God. Take what's in this Bible, no matter how big it is, no matter how, no matter how difficult it may seem, no matter how impossible it may seem. If God has spoken and dropped something in your heart, receive it, believe it, and take the promises of God and stand on them. Amen. Hallelujah. Just like Caleb, he was promised land and he went in and he took it. He went in and he took it. Praise the Lord. So don't fear. Don't be thinking of what happens if God doesn't come through for me in this situation. You know, sometimes you just have to get away with the Bible. You just have to get away for the, with the word for a while, for a couple of hours. You know, this world can just beat us down and beat us down and beat us down. But we get away with this world. We're just lifted up and lifted up and encouraged. So get away with the word for a couple of hours. Maybe some of you need a couple of days. Take, a, take time. Say, I'm away for a couple of days. Work it out with your husband, your wife, 
See if they'll cover the kids for you, whatever your situation is. If you need to take a few days, take a few days and build the hope inside of you that needs to be there. Amen. You know that hope, hope in the Greek, it means eager longing. It means a strained expectation. And a strained expectancy, it means watching with an outstretched neck. Watching with an outstretched neck. Oral Roberts, he's famous for saying, you know, every day your miracle is either coming towards you or passing you by. It's either coming towards you or passing you by. What are you expecting? I know what I'm expecting. Did somebody say, so did I? Hallelujah. I heard that. Valerie, praise the Lord. Um, So God is such a good God. He's an awesome God. He's got wonderful things for each one of us. And we can't compare ourselves to one another. I can't go, well, you know, okay, you're... Valerie's probably expecting something very different from what I'm expecting. We can compare notes after. But um, we can't look at one another. And, you know, I know we wouldn't ever be jealous of one another, but we're all maybe expecting different things. Some of us as a church, we're going to be expecting similar. Amen. We're, we're expecting, we're working toward the same vision. We're expecting souls. But in our life, you know, I'm not expecting a husband. I have a husband. Somebody here could be expecting a husband. So whatever it is, trust God. He has a, amen. He's got great things for us. Great things for the church. Um, Great things for this next year that we're going into. If you hear the prophets, they'll talk about, you know, um, 2020 was a year of just shaking, a lot of shaking going on. And we saw that and we know that we in many different ways. And then the, the prophets say we're in, into a time of dismantling. And then we're coming into a time in 2022 of rebuilding. Rebuilding. You cannot go into a new season, you know, looking at the past and, and looking what's been before. You've got to go in fresh into a new season. You can't put new wine into an old wineskin. It's got to be new. It's got to be fresh. And so God is doing those things all around the world in this particular time. So they say 22 is going to be exciting. You know, as we've gone through a lot of this process and, um, you know, individually in churches and just in the nations, we're coming into a year of building. So it's going to get better. Amen. It's going to get better. Say to your neighbor, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, let's just pray. Lord God, we just thank you and we praise you, Lord, for this message today. We thank you, Lord, that you've got good things in store, Lord. And Father, I thank you for your fresh challenge going out to us. What am I expecting? What are we expecting? That we get our expectors up today, Lord God, and that you would even drop down fresh new things out of heaven, things that we've never considered. I thank you, Father, even as we go today, Lord God, I thank you, Lord, you're just dropping new things out of heaven, new perspectives, new ways of doing things, God. We give you praise. We give you thanks for all that you're doing in this house in your name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.